if you love dance hall music and reggae music and you love a Jamaican accent and you love how it sound and the words and the slang and everything about it, you don't want to sound like it. You, well, you, you want your music to sound like that. Because you don't like other, other music. You don't listen to that. You want to listen. You like, you like dance hall and reggae music because you like the accent. So that's how you want your music to sound. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I am extremely excited about my next guest, a unique guest on the show, the one and only M. Uh, you might have seen him oh, around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might have seen him around. Um, he is like your, your mix of, of art- artistry. Is the only way right. that I can describe it. I mean, you do Perfect. like dance hall, dance hall, grime. You can like you got bars, and then you've got like a, for anyone that isn't is confused or isn't confused, definitely have a Jamaican accent when you when you sing and when you make music and songs. Red single came out this year. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. That's the one that's getting so many remixes. I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Love Lane came out and you've actually made 10 singles this year, which when I was counting, I was like, that is a lot of singles. And you also have the different album that came out last yeah. year as well, man. So you've been pretty busy. Yeah. You know, it's really nice to hear someone even talk about the album different because I feel like when I've done the album different, I feel like it was it was a moment in my career where Music wasn't really hype. It wasn't really busy for me. There wasn't a lot of things going on. So it's nice. Um, it's nice that people acknowledge the stuff. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you, what changed between making that album versus where you are now? Like, what's have you seen the big shift? Yeah, like, crazily different. I, I couldn't tell you specifically what, I think it was everything that I'd worked on and the links that I'd made, the people that I'd met, the music that I was making and and, and the, the point of, of my career. And, you know, uh, the more you do something, you're just going to you're gonna get better and you're, you're going to master your craft. So I feel like I'm where I'm so different. And, you know, I've grown up in the UK, but then I've grown up around a lot of Jamaicans. So it's like that UK music was chuck, like, like, yeah, it's, it's in your face. But then like the Jamaican music was like in my face, same way. And um, I think like being like one of the only white boys out of most of my friends, having other groups of white boys and white boys like, you know, white boys, a lot of white boys like myself in London and Birmingham and England. There's a lot of white boys that are just like myself, but they're just not artists, so you, you wouldn't know. 
And I think I, I was finding myself. And I think at that point this year, I really mastered my craft of like, whatever rhythm or whatever style I'm doing, I know what I'm doing on that. And I know exactly how it's meant to sound. And I think, like I say, just the, the amount of work that I've put in, it was just one thing after the other, just boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah, it was just, just, just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Did you ever think you'd get to a point where you're like this now? Because the way you're, like, the look on your face is like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, like, constantly. I'm always just... I'm- yeah, it's because it's, 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 it's up and down as an artist, you know. I, I, I went viral five years ago. And, you know, I was, these five years ago, I was hitting a lot of views, man. I was hitting a lot of views, you know. Back then, it was a lot of views, right? To me now, it's not a lot of views, but I was hitting like 10 million, 12 million views, which is a hell of a lot still, no matter yeah. what time it is. But I was hitting a lot of views. Um, and I was doing I, I was doing a lot of work and um, got a lot of freestyles. I've done a lot of stuff with BBC One Extra and stuff and just felt like it died down after after a little while and it didn't reach to the point where I was, you know, happy with and what I was looking for. But deep down, I've always knew that I would make it. And I always knew when I hit the rest of the world, it's going to go crazy. When they find out about me, they're going to go mad. I did kind of know that. But at the same time, yeah, you know, you get disheartened from when you're doing stuff and, and whatnot, and um, I do think I, this was destined to be, but I don't think, it, I wasn't ready, I didn't realise it was going to happen again. I, I did think I'd had my time, and I'd missed it. I thought, bro, you got all these millions of views, you was hype, you was really popping, you didn't have the right management around you, you didn't have the right team around you, you didn't do the right things when you done that. So now, I'm just do, trying to do everything that I didn't do, which all the mistakes that I thought I made, like number one, doing a headline show. Number two, um, featuring with big artists and getting big artists on the, the viral song. You know, a lot of people make the most of that and do that. And I didn't at the time. But I don't even think that's the case. I think it was just that weren't my time. This is what there wasn't it wasn't ready for me yet. I was, I, I, I'm way before my time, bro. Me, I'm way before my time. I'm, I'm like new, still new to everyone. It's like, right, people are like, right, what is this? They don't even know what it is yet. It's, it's new to everyone, you know. So, yeah, man. But the way you described who I am is exactly that. It's a, it's a, I'm a dancer, an artist that's grown up around Jamaica, spent a hell of a lot of time in Jamaica and the Caribbean, but then grew up in England around grime and drill. And gone from the and gone through the transition from it was grime to drill and dance all. So we just we just carry it all three. It's just it's, it's just all there, you know, because I'm an old man now. <laughs> I tell you what, man. you don't look that old. For an old man, you don't look that old. I'm getting on. <laughs> well, because uh, I want to ask you about your time in Jamaica and the Caribbean and what that meant to you. But I'm interested in that mindset of like, you know. You have the millions. You you have a level of attention that you you dream about, and then it disappears and it's gone. And it's 
what it wasn't or, at this level. No, it, it didn't reach this level. As in, but it was still big. It was, as, as in, it was big in the past. Like, it was still notable. Like, you were able and you still are able to be like, that was a moment in my career where it was like I saw a huge leap. Yeah, and then for it, it to go down, was there a hangover of like, yeah, I'm interested when you're like, I might never get there again. It's one of them things, bro, is like everything you do will become naturally at some point. And me getting millions of views become very, very normal to me. It was very normal. People doing memes of me and the memes going around seemed very, very normal. It was all normal. It's like, this is just part of my career. It really, really helps me. Like, it really does. Like, I, I really want people to understand the mental health side of the internet. You can p- play that game, bro. People, listen to me. You have to play the game. Don't get caught up. It'll, it'll send your mind mad. You can't get caught up. You can play that game, man. It's just, you know, you just play the game. You know, you don't take no notice of nothing. Like the memes, people start taking memes and all that. You have to understand that really benefits you, man. Really benefits you. Oh, they're taking the piss or people are laughing at me and that. Who cares? <laughs> who, who cares? Who cares? Like, what is that affecting your life? Like, it's not affecting your life. Like, as you've, if you can see a love around you and you can see you got some fans and you see you got, you know, you don't have to watch that. Um, and, and I think, I think that's important for people to understand that you can, it is just playing the game. Like, I go on TikTok, I post, I don't look at comments. People, I don't look at comments. You can write the most stupidest comment you want about me. I am not going to see it, let alone respond. So, you know, um, but I got used to being, I got used to getting millions of views. And the only really thing that was happening was that, you know, I was getting a lot of like care packs from companies and, Stuff like, and it, and, it, and it all just became normal and stagnant to what it was. It was just me, just you know, going viral and getting free stuff and getting some bookings, but they weren't like the biggest shows and stuff like that. And it it just become like, yeah. And you put out music, and it don't really go as far as you want it to go. And it got to the point where I was like, right, bro, I'm starting a cooking channel on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, cooking vibe. We're still doing it. Well, we're trying to <laughs> trying to cook anyway. We were time. But um, that's what I've done. And I focused on the YouTube channel. And that was my focus right up until the beginning of this year. And then even, even, even in this year, it was so heavily part of my focus that when I went to Jamaica, a, a few, few months ago and I was there for six weeks literally the plan was to, to spend six weeks of like just recording for Cook and Vibe just cooking cooking vlogs do some vlogs cooking get a load of you know and and then but obviously music like I say I wasn't focused on it at the beginning of the year it just it become a thing okay music is music but it just wouldn't let me, wouldn't let me stop. Like, it just, it just, yeah, it just wouldn't let me. <laughs> Do you think you would have stopped if it wasn't for this year? No, I'd never have stopped. Nah. But I do get, I, I did get to the point where I remember saying to someone, look, I'm going to still do music, 
but music's not really the focus for me anymore. You know, I, I'm the age I am. This is what happened. This is what happened. I'm going to do music, but I'm just not really going to put, like, spend loads of money on it and time and effort and stuff like that. I remember saying, man, God works in good ways, man. Well, I think a lot of people, including myself, are glad that didn't happen. Yeah, you just don't realise, man. You know, things are going down for you as an artist and you're stuck in your bubble, in your house, and there's no one else around you. You know, you can't you can't hear the fans. You can't hear the fans say, bro, don't stop, bro. We love your music. You can't hear that. So, it's, you know, it's difficult. But I can definitely say this time around, it is completely different. Like, everything, what it was, is like, like, just a hundred times more and bigger. And all the little mistakes that I thought I made, I am doing them now and they're working. So, Yeah. Well, I think in a weird way, as you said, it's like you got to make the mistakes, so you got to learn the lessons. So that I think this you, was, like I it's, think it, yeah. I think this was my point that I missed out. But that, that was the point of your question. I, I, I never appreciated it then and never never felt like it really happened then because the things that I wanted and I thought I should have got out of it wasn't happening. Now, you know, look, as a art, money is number one in, in, in this thing. To do what you do and make money from it is amazing. This time around is very different. I didn't get no money before. This time around, I'm not going to jump in and say I'm rich, but it's starting to work, which is really nice, man. And that really makes me feel like way better, man. To, to have money in the bank from doing this after all these years of not fucking getting nothing and now getting something, that feels good. That that definitely feels good, you know. Um, and getting big features. That's one of the main things, you know. You know, as an artist, you know, especially an English artist listening to Jamaican music all your life, you know, and you listen to the artists out there. When you start getting like, it's a different, it's a different wake up in the morning, man. You wake up in the morning, it's like excited. Like, I don't get, I don't care how tired I am. I, I don't get like, it's just more of an excitement. Like every day, it's like, honestly, bro, like I woke up at like quarter past nine and my missus said to me, you've you got an interview. And normally I'll just be like, oh, but it's so exciting. I'm like, oh, I've got to get up, I've got to get up. So it's 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 nice, man. I got a feature for Turn Red remix with with an artist called Iwata from Jamaica. Big big artist. I'm a big fan of his music. You know, me and my kids listen to his music, and so that's like really nice. Like that's that's really cool to get a feature of him. And it's not just a feature because where man's at, you know, it's like it's more of like you know he calls me and it's more of a bridging thing as well now so like you know we'll call me and we'll talk and it's little normal you know um you know you see these big artists having facetime calls with the other artists and it's you know i mean it's like it's like now you feel like you're part of that and and, and doing that and uh there's another artist called savage savo another big artist in jamaica and i'm a fan of his music and he's like sent me a a, a new song which is nice because I'm getting all like the, the big features on Turn Red, which I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> but it's nice to get something completely new and fresh from another big artist. Just to hear their voice, like say your name on the track and, and crazy, man. So how crazy, does it feel so. when they say your name on the track? Crazy. 
crazy. It's like it's like you just pull it up, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It must be also exciting for your family to see. Like to see the energy you've got again and the energy you're acting with. It's 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 yeah, it's you know, it's 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 good and difficult in ways, you know, especially with the with the with the wife, the missus. You know, you have to understand uh, um uh, uh uh partners going viral with a song called Pussy Turn Red. And all jokes aside, we are big people and I ain't that my, all my songs are not just talking about Pussy Turn Red. It just seems to have happened and gone where it's gone. So I don't want people to feel like that that's my just that's my lyrical content, like. But you know, it's difficult for her getting the attention and stuff like that. But I love her, man. She 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 still gives me uh she still gives me the right boost, what I need, and the stress that I need, <laughs> that I need probably need as well. Keep my feet on the ground, do the washing up, and pick up the kids. I'm not a celebrity, <laughs> but you know what I mean. They try. But no, nah, it's good. Obviously, my little mum. It's nice, man, to, to 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 see and you know some of my songs and lyrics. Like, I understand. I think people that I'm not no different around my people. Then my people, them their own. What I'm their own, bro. You know, it's not no different. We don't. If my mother hear me talking Jamaican every time, she hear me go Jamaica. She knows some. I go Jamaican. She hear me talk to my brethren. Them and my managers Jamaican. And you know, so it's no way very very normal for her. Um, not just with me, with uh, other siblings as well. You know, so. Yeah, it's nice, man. Kids, them the kids, kids love it. My little boy, yeah, he's 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 in his element. He is, yeah, man. He's he's literally in his element. He loves it. You know, it's funny. I've never spoken about this really, but not in this way, anyway. My dad was a musician. My dad is a musician, and my dad done well for himself. He done well for himself. Like, I, I do remember a point in. When we was in the car one time, I remember he turned around and, you know, the in in England, you, the social security or whatever it is. I've I've never even never done it, but if you don't work, you get paid money. And I remember him saying like, "We he's got to sign off now because he does it. He, he makes too much money doing music, and and now music is just just." And I remember him doing that. I remember that. And he did, he he's done it right to himself. He, he travels around the world. He plays the banjo and the the fiddle and folk music, Irish folk music. But I definitely feel like I've reached further than he did. And probably like what he was trying to do, I think I've probably reached there. So um, it's exciting for my boys, my kids, because it's like, right, he reached there and managed to reach there. Um, like what isn't for you? Like what could be? It's crazy. Yeah, I think... I think that's a cool lesson to be like, this is this is like what my parents achieved and I was able to build on that to achieve this and now yeah, you man. get the opportunity to build and achieve even more. I think that's yeah, that's man. like the, the part of it. That's how families start to build success over time is like you just 100%. hope that you're enabling the people around you to just improve and get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nice because even like a lot of people around me are just like, bro, you like, you are so inspiring me, bro. Like, 
I got my little business and I just feel like, yeah, I'm just going to do it because I see what you've done, man. And I, I can see what you're doing and it's inspiring. It's nice. Differences with me. I'm different to a lot of artists because a lot of artists, you probably wouldn't have such a down to earth conversation like this, what we're having right now. Believe you me, you wouldn't. I know artists, bro. They're very vulgar and ignorant sometimes. And they don't like to put their real feelings and how it really is across the people because they might think, oh, he's not this and he's not that and he's not this and he's not that. And that's the difference with me. And I think that's why I'll probably be bigger than a lot of people. Well, I will be, not probably. Is <laughs> because people saw my story. You've seen it. People have seen my story most artists you see these days, you know, they jump in and it's got a big song and then they've got a big chain on and it's cars and it's all this and it's like... Mine didn't make sense. It's just this guy and he's just been grinding and grinding and there's not a lot of money around it that you can clearly see. And you just see from strength to strength, from strength to strength to strength to strength. And I think that's why a lot of people love me and I've got such a solid fan base because they've seen it. They feel like they're part of it. Like, bro, I'm, 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 they're part of it. You know, and, and, and they still feel like I'm down on the earth with them. I still feel like my feet's on the ground because I don't move differently or start, like, don't get me wrong, like, things are different and people, money has to be charged a lot more for anything we do now, but it's business is business, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'm particularly fortunate in the sense I've had many conversations with a lot of artists and I tell you the the thing that I have definitely noticed, the artists that are very true to themselves and that are very open and honest and clear about this is my story, this is who I am to a fault, like this is like these are my limitations, I'm well aware of them, those are the ones that connect with fans long term. Those are the ones where, like, you have an, a fan who starts your journey and they're, like, 25 and they're yeah. seeing you progress as they get older. They're seeing you make mistakes Bro, you, you, and they you, you, ride you, it with you. You go from 15, 16, 14, 15 in school right through to working and being a big man. Bro, I've watched you for the whole six years. Maybe that's only, like, five years, bro. That could be... I one little you in school with his bredgins saying, yo, look, this white guy is M to R, he's sick, bro. To like five years later, like running your own business as a big man, like maybe even having kids yourself at that point and, and seeing the progression. Yeah, man. It's just, it, but it shows like as a fan, because I don't make my own music. I'm well aware that I am a fan and, and blessed to be in the space and, and speak to people as yourself. But as a fan, it's like it reminds me that it's important who I look up to and that I should choose wisely because Same. it really does make a difference. Like for me, I've I've always been a fan of 50 Cent. His album came out 2003, Get Rich or Die Trying, I was nine. And I remember yeah. that album. But the thing that has always stood out to me was watching his career more yeah. than necessarily his music and watching him evolve as a person and him yeah. have books. And ev and I'm like, huh, you don't have to stay in that lane. Like, 
you can evolve, you can change, you can challenge yourself. And that's inspiring. And I think you have the power to do the same of like, you just evolve and you become a better version of yourself consistently. And it inspires your fans to do the same. Yeah, man. Exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. And I will never change who who I am and, and all I am as a person. I will never change that because I think all the elements of why people like you, again, like you're saying, and why they become a fan of you. And if that's part of the reason, and that's who you are, why would you ever change? Why would you ever change? You don't need to change in this day and age, man. Money is nothing, bro. Like, it's nothing. I could be sitting here on a podcast and you could own your own house. You could have way more money than me. And you're sitting here talking to a celebrity. And um, money is nothing. It means absolutely nothing, bro. It's like, if you're happy and you've got enough to do what you need to do, yeah. So I think that's the only thing that changes people, really, when they really start getting money. And you start getting a little bit ignorant with it and a bit more bougie of where they go. Like, obviously, we have to be careful as artists and protect ourselves. Like, when we're going somewhere, like, you know, and, and we have to protect our image to a certain degree. You know, when we're in shows, we can't really be standing in the crowd. It has to be, you have to stay backstage, come out on the stage, go backstage. I don't think people get that sometimes. Sometimes it's really quite annoying because it's like there's these big parties and these shows and these events that you're performing at and you're not actually at the event. You're not actually at the event. You actually don't get to enjoy the event at all. You're literally just backstage smoking your spliff with a couple men and then you go on the stage and you, that, you get like 10 minutes to, and then you just come off and you, go, and you can't even... even get, so... But, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the business, I suppose. It's weird. I mean, Andre 3000 just came out after he released his album and said, fame sucks, that he hates it, that, yeah. like, he doesn't, he just found it incredibly irritating and it was just, <laughs> it fucks you up. Like, it just ruins your life. Like you, can't, like you said, you can't enjoy the little things again. Like, you can't enjoy going to a bakery. And smelling yeah. the bread and being like, I don't know what I'm going to get. Like, I wonder what I want. Like, those trivial things, I feel like once they're gone, you forget how much they matter. Uh, look, I think as an artist, I think I think most artists, really and truly, is when you really dig down to the surface of it, we're attention seekers, right? Because we're always trying to get attention. It's an attention seeker. So we're all attention seekers. So I feel like being famous is, is, is like, it's cool because, again, you want attention. So more time, you don't really mind going to the store and someone noticing you. But the thing is with fame, you can't turn it on and off. So it's them days there where, like, you do feel shit. And if you've had a bad day or if you had an argument with a missus or something and and you don't want to talk, and then you got this guy in front of you saying, you're going to get a picture on me, like, oh, mate. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's the, I, think, I think the only thing with fame is you can't turn it off. You know, it, it is what it is, and you do, it, 
it does affect people around you and that as well. But um, there's no going back now. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you yeah. wouldn't want to anyway. I mean, part of it nah. is like you work so hard to get there. Like if fame is a byproduct of the success, it's it's such a weird thing. You're right. Like, I mean, I know inherently I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I wasn't an attention seeker. So I agree with you, but it's like the fame and the attention is you is after you master your craft, after you find like it's this yeah, weird yeah. byproduct of success. Yeah. That's that's what I find really strange. It's like we all want it, then we get it, and we're like, cool. I kind of miss what, what it was like. Everyone says the journey is the most fun, not the end result. Yeah, but I think as an artist, my journey is never gonna end. You can't, it's, there's always more and more. I guarantee you Drake right now is like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Oh, I need to do this. I've got to do this. Still, you know, look at him as the biggest artist in the world, but he's, mate, he's still work to do. He's still got goals to achieve. He's still got things he wants to do and places where he wants to reach. Yeah, man. Don't never stop. It's a big world out there, man. It's a big world out there. I've only just started to really, really realise, like, how famous I really am. Like, yeah. This is what I'm saying. Because the way I talk, I don't think people get, because I'm so down to earth and the way I talk is like, <laughs> I actually am really, really famous. <laughs> and I actually didn't realise like how famous. Like, Because again, things you get used to things. Like, I'm, like in the UK, I've been famous here. I've been famous here for years. There's nowhere I'll go in the UK without people who don't recognise me. Nowhere. Like, I could go to the most quietest little town in the middle of nowhere. Someone's going to recognise me. And that's not just now. I've been like that. So it, it, it was difficult to, like, get my head around. Like, it weren't until, like, I went to, like, Jamaica. The, the last time I went to Jamaica, wow, that's when I'd see it. See the difference. Like, I've not see, but felt the difference. Like... I've always done a lot of work in Jamaica and it's always been the place I'm focusing my music on. And the six weeks that I spent there, I mean, I suppose it's a kind of story that, that I'd need to tell you from start to, to, to the end. But, um, just after that, being in Jamaica that time, I was like, wow, I am a celebrity in Jamaica now. I'm not just a big artist here no more. I'm a celebrity now. And then when I went to Sweden, that shocked my system, man. That really shocked my system because I'm just in this random place and I've just posted up our meet and greet tomorrow outside Burger King. I couldn't believe it. It brought a tear to my eye when I got back and I, everything kind of settled in. And I looked at the picture. Oh, my God, man. It's crazy. Like hundreds of people, hundreds of people just travel. It's, just, it's crazy, man. Crazy. And then and I went to Switzerland the weekend afterwards and done the same thing. And it wasn't as big a turnout as Sweden, but it was still a good 50, 60 people. In the, like, what the actual fuck, man? Like, I don't even know where I am, bro. I'm walking around. I'm in Mukuland to me. I've never been here. I don't know nothing. I don't speak the language or nothing, but there is like 50, 60 people that are going to travel. Some people drove three hours just to get a picture. It's mad, bro. It's mad. Mm -hmm. But like I say, it's, 
It really has been a crazy year. And none of this was planned. None of it was strategically planned. And a lot, and a lot of, I've got a notebook that I strategically planned stuff. Nothing that's happened has been in the plan. There's things that I've ticked off of the goals that I was trying to get to, but nothing was in the plan, you know? Maybe the whole plan from years ago when I was really on music, but not at that present moment. Can I ask you, and, and I've wondered this about singing voices, right? Like, mm. and I've asked other artists, like I've spoken to a few people from the UK, Aussies, when they put on their singing voice, all of a sudden they sound American. It's like the accent disappears. And I've always wondered, Yeah. and, and, and now that I get a chance to speak to you, did yeah. the accent come naturally? Because I don't think anyone thinks about that it. Chin, that chin forward car, you want it to. That's why, because as an artist, as a music, as a musician, you, you, you have a love of a type of music, and whatever that love of that type of music is going to sound a certain way. So when you do your music, all right, let me give you a better example. If you listen to heavy metal and rock music, right, you're not going to be a hip-hop artist. You're not going to do that. If you love dancehall music and reggae music and you love a Jamaican accent and you love how it sound and the words and the slang and everything about it, you don't want to sound like it. You, well, you, you want your music to sound like that. Because you don't like other, other music. You don't listen to that. You want to listen. You like, you like dancehall and reggae music because you like the accent. So that's how you want your music to sound. Same with a hip-hop artist. You know, you like your sound, didn't it? So you want to sound like that. That's that's all. That's 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 all it is. I think. Yeah, I mean, it feels so natural coming out of your mouth. Yeah, man, it's natural, man. It's natural. <laughs> all right. It, this is the thing because what people don't understand is it's not that complex as 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 everybody looks at. It's like raw. There's this white guy from England and he talks Jamaican and does this, this is crazy, like, this is crazy, like, but we hear him talk. So sometimes he doesn't talk like that, but when he does music, no, brother, you're complicating your mind, brother. Listen to me, the man. It's not that complicated. Again, the music that you like is the music you're going to do. It's the sound that you're going to portray and the sound that you like to listen to and the sound that you're going to want to put out. It's not that complicated. Like, do you know what I mean? If you like R&B music, sing, man. If you like rap music, rap. If you like that. And whatever, whatever, start, whatever sound you sound you like, is that's what it is. And have I understand with the accent thing now, when it, it, it's like, it's very, very natural, brother. If I'm in Jamaica, I'm going to always talk in Patois. Always, to everybody. Don't get me wrong, my accent is natural, so it might I might say some English words in there, whatever, whatever, but that's just me, personally. But more time, especially if I'm... All right, my manager is a Jamaican. Anytime I talk to him, I Jamaican me talk. Because he's Jamaican. And if I'm in England, I'm not going to talk to someone in a Jamaican accent. 
because you're not Jamaican. Why would I complicate it and make you not understand me when I can talk in an accent that you can understand me in? Doesn't make no sense. Again, so my point is, if you're a fashion designer and you live in Melbourne and you go to France, because this is where it's happening, or Italy, either one of them, you learn how to speak French, bro. And then when you go there, you talk to French people in French. And then when you talk to your mum on the phone, you talk to your mum in English, because that's how you talk. It's not that complicated, man. It's literally, you just talk to people. It's people skills. It's just, pe it's literally people skills. If, you, if, if the police pull you over, you're going to talk to them a little bit more formal than you're going to talk to your mate. Yes, officer. People skills. English man, yes, bro, you're right. Yeah, sweet man, cool, bro. Someone from America, how you doing, bro? You good? Yeah, man. Cause you're not Jamaican. <laughs> a Jamaican. One brother, man, fully acting, my father. You hear that? He knows. He knows what I'm saying. It's just natural. It is people skills. People just get it complicated too much and look into it too much. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like you know people are just putting politics into it and pulling putting like too much into yeah. like you're just doing your thing and you're just speaking yeah man Jamaican people don't care bro you can leave the million comments in the world I wonder what Jamaican people really think about this no you can think that all you want bro because I'm there every fucking month <laughs> so I see it I see it I see it with my own eyes I don't need to hear or see on the comments like yeah man well, I think you got a lot of people in your corner, as I said. You wouldn't have fans if if that was really, really a problem for a lot of people. But do you know what I actually wanted to ask you? I noticed that, do you have a documentary that came out um, or you're working on a documentary? Yeah, man, there's a documentary. It's been filmed for a few years now, a good few years now. Yeah, but that's that, that, that soon released. It's a big production. Yeah, it's gonna What's be the timeline of that? Um, like what? How long is it going to be? Uh, so when's the or release date? Out. Yeah, uh, I, I, we haven't got a specific release date at the moment, um, but it will be out before the end of the year, hopefully. And it's it's exciting because it goes through your story, it goes through Every, your life, everything, 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 literally everything, like the whole story up until now. But they can't keep up now because obviously it's crazy. So they've had to stop at a certain point and be like, all right, we're going to have to stop here, man. Because like, we used to go on forever. <laughs> you could have a sequel. I, they probably will be, to be fair. Because we all, 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 the whole team, the documentary team, you know, I've been working with them for about six, seven years now. So it's been a long time. And it's, we know each other now. So I don't, I think we all know that it's going to be really big, man. So when it does drop, I'm pretty sure. Naturally, people want a number two. Naturally, because things are progressing even more anyway. So it'll be a different. It'll be a different documentary though, and be more of a celebrity superstar documentary. Net. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what made yeah. you originally start filming? Like, what made the? What was the idea that made you be like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Recording music or filming? Filming. The documentary. 
there, there was a company that, that contacted me and they was like, yeah, we want to do a, we want to do a, these are the times where I first started to go viral and stuff. And they was like, oh yeah, we want to do a documentary. Um, yeah, so they, and they come and done a few bits and then this other company, they was being a bit long and then this other company just jumped in and was like, listen, we got, we, we, we see your vision, like we see everything. And they just, I just felt like they understood me. They got me. They understood that me as a person. Not, not say all of them. I'd say the writer, because all the production team. I know them, but I've not had a close relationship. But I've got a close relationship with the writer because obviously he's had to get to know me, like really know me. And yeah, man, he they, he definitely got. He's, he's, it's gonna be crazy, bro. Like this, like literally, like they. From everything in Jamaica, like they, they, it really, really shows M dot like you've never seen it before. Like you really see how I am in Jamaica. That I, I don't think eight people really, really realize how like normal and comfortable I am in Jamaica. Like, like it's literally like my my, my first home. Like England's like my second home. Just here a little bit more. What makes Jamaica so good? I've never personally been. So. Uh, do you, want you, you, do you want to write the list? Well, <laughs> well I was just going to say, like, to you, what makes it, like, as you say, like, it's your home, but what makes it feel like home? Just, it's, it's just not so formal. It's just like, like, England, everything's, like, formal, you know, like, in your car and, like, the... You jump in one lane, you got a camera flashing you and you get a ticket through the post and, you know, you can't smoke weed and, like, Jamaica's just a vibes, man. It's like, it's a vibe. It's, it's like, it's, like, it's cool, man. It's like, do you know what I mean? You just drive, like, the roads are fucking crazy. Like, someone's pulled over on the side of the road on a main fucking motorway. Like, it's just... Like people just it's just not like you can just walk around, you can smoke, you can just you feel free. You feel free, you can walk around and feel free and feel like I can just walk and no one ain't watching me and no one ain't watching what I'm doing and I ain't gonna I'm not gonna light my spliff and people go, Oh it's just yeah, it's just the vibes, man. I've always wondered. All right. In there in Jamaica it's a no problem. That's why there's a no, no, it's not a problem. It's not not a problem. Not, nothing's a problem. Nothing is a problem. Bro. So that's that's why it's the best place. And nothing, so nothing is a problem. Jamaica says no problem. If you're angry, if you're angry and you go around Jamaica, people be like, "Oh, why is angry for better?" And you definitely someone will bring you off your angerness. In England, you wouldn't even get to, you wouldn't get to talk to no one because it's just ignorant like that. Everyone's on the same thing. You're angry, you're probably going to piss someone else off and end up having an argument. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In Jamaica, they say no problem. In Australia, we say no worries. I always see, I always, I always see Australia as a nice place, man. Obviously, there's crime everywhere, but they, every, you know, uh, Australian people they seem like very um, warm and welcoming people, nice people. We're pretty chilled, actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. do you know what, what Australians love? Annoying the British. It is like yeah. a, it is like a real joy <laughs> for Australians just to, just to see a little bit of, cause you just know the tabloids like, oh, the cricket or anything happens. 
And all of a Rugby. sudden, you just hear all the Aussies, they just rile up and they're like, oh, this is the best. Because just, we just know how annoyed they are. Uh, I think England deported me a long time ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have always wondered about like what it would be like to like just run away to Jamaica. I don't know why I've never been, but I've always had this like this weird inkling of like, could I run away, leave everything behind, go to Jamaica, fall in love and just do something like very simple, live a very simple life where it's just like, you know, you just live. You forget about the rest. Definitely, Definitely that place, man. Yeah. Especially when you start getting into rural side of Jamaica. Yeah, man, you can... Live your life there, bro. Forget about everything. Live your little life, man. You've got your little one mango tree and you've got your little breadfruit tree and you raise a couple of chickens in the yard and thing and you've got your fruit trees and your sour sup and then something there and everything's just there, man. You just live your little life and yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. Do you think you'll ever move there full time? I think I'll move there for a good percentage of the year. Jamaica's a difficult place, man. It's a third world country. It's not as easy. It's a very difficult place to live in. It's a very difficult place to live in. It's all cool, like, when you're just, you know, there as a tourist and you make, you go around enjoying yourself and that. But you see, when you're really there and you start getting into the complications of life, like, like if, you're, if, you're, if your electric goes, if it ain't, it ain't, uh, can you, it emerge, emerge, no, 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 like, you can't. You can't drink water at the taps. So things become difficult, you know, and it is difficult. So I don't know if I'll be able to do a full year, a full year there, probably, probably half. I'm good with half a year. I'll probably end up doing half a year and half the year. You can just skip the, the British winter. Exactly that, exactly that. <laughs> Let me ask you, yeah. when you... When you look at next year, obviously this year happened out of the blue. Like it, it, you didn't expect it. It wasn't planned. Right. When you look ahead at next year, what is your feeling when you think about it, when you start to project? What is the general outlook? I ain't even thought about it. I literally ain't even thought about it. It's got so much going on. I can't even see past this year yet. Yeah, literally. There's like so much I still need to do in this year. That I know because I've got my headline show in London in January, um, which is a big thing for me because that's going like, to really like see what strength I've got in the UK, where I'm at, you know. What and I do understand that my, uh, 27th of January, 27th of January is a headline show. And I do understand that my my core fan base is not even in the UK. Um, but we're gonna see, you know, see where I go on for London. You know, I might actually be saying. in London on the twenty seventh of January. No way. Yeah, because I'm going. Really? So yeah, I'm supposed to be in Dublin at some point, uh, like late February, early. So I think, so I think I've got three days in London. From I think it's like the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth to like the twenty ninth. So literally, 
I got like three days. One of my friends lives up there. So that's crazy. Yeah, wild, wild. That's well, you have to reach to the show, man. Have yeah, if, I'll confirm the dates. I'll confirm the dates, yeah. and Can I'll you let, you know. let you know. Let me know. Because you know what? So this is what I am. Like I said, I feel very fortunate. So I interviewed a DJ. His name's DJ Bijou, um, and I went to New York earlier this year. And he invited. Me, he said to me when I spoke to him, he was like, "Man, I'm going to be in Buffalo in October watching the NFL." Right. He got an invite, and when I went. I made, I managed to make it happen. I flew from New York to Buffalo by myself. I met him and it was one of the best things ever. These, for whatever reason, you don't know why the universe does these things. I'm a big believer in like, if you have opportunities, you got to take them. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a big one. I'm literally not doing any shows in the UK, turning down every show just to do this show. Just so, like, this show is the one, is special. Like, I, I'm going to give a performance like I've never performed before. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm really excited for this show. But like I say, th- that's in January, so I'm just trying to do so much. Like, I've got so much going on right now, like, especially with Turn Red. You know, that just blew up on the, cr- like, crazy, on a crazy, crazy, crazy level. So... I've got a lot of work to do on that. We're releasing the Jamaica remix this week. Um, We've got a Trinidad remix with an artist called Young Breda, who's very, very, very popular in Trinidad. Um, So, and we're doing a UK remix as well. And whatever else happens, you know, so with that being said, you know, that's recording, that's mixing, mastering, that's music videos. So, that's why I was up late last night sorting out the, the remix. So <clears throat> it's, a, it's so much to do. Like I've, um, I just spent some time in Switzerland and I've done a meet and greet and some promotion stuff. End up doing one of the biggest um, sound systems in the world over there, but I didn't even know they was there. That was good. Liquid Lion Sound, big them up. Um, and... Um, it's like I'm just scraping the surface of what I'm doing in these countries. It's like I can't do it. I'm, I'm trying to conquer the world. Remember, I'll go to Jamaica for six weeks and then go back there for a week and then come home and go back there. for. So I've I spent enough time in Jamaica, well enough time to conquer that. I live in England. I've conquered this. So it's like trying to conquer these countries. It's like I'm just scraping the surface with Sweden, Switzerland, these other countries, it's like you got to hit it twice at least to really, like, get that, you know, that 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 main kind of coverage that you, you, you're looking for. So I went to Switzerland last weekend and done that, and I've just got booked for a show on the 23rd of December in Zurich, which is the other city, which is the main city people was really asking me to go to. So that's, that's nice. I can kind of tick that off the list and kind of tick Switzerland off the list. Stockholm in Sweden is another one where I need to go to because when I was in Gothenburg, the other city, everyone was asking me to go there. That seems like the more popular city. So it's looking like I'm going to have to go back there, which is not annoying, but obviously I want to try and, I'm trying to move on. I, I think there's 
possibly a, a Amsterdam show in December as well. Um, and there's just loads of talks of shows in Germany. And so I'm just really trying to basically, I'm trying to conquer this side of Europe and this side of the globe before January. And when it gets to January the 27th, it's like, okay, now I'm going to take my headline show to Canada. So I know my f main core fan base is in Canada. And then take it to New York because I've got a booking in Michigan and I know New York is a very big fan base of mine. So it makes sense to just do the headline show in New York and then go and do the booking in Michigan, same time. And in all honesty, not even because we're talking, and then I was thinking Australia after that because that seems to be the next one, the next place where everyone just keeps popping up from, you know, like like quite regular. Um, well, you'll sell out here for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, benefit of the Aussie crowds is they show up. Right. Like because we're so far away, it's not like yeah. we're inundated. Like New York is a weird place because you have so many artists. There's shows all the time, so you can you've always got stuff on. But then it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing with London. It's the same thing. But like we know, like if you're coming down, you're probably not going to be back for a few years at least because yeah. it's just it's just such a Even big trek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So fans know we're just like, hey, we got to show up because if we don't, you know, you're never going to come. It's going to happen again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, true. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Still, mm. wait. Although I will say, weed is not legal here, so that's the that's the one thing we don't have. At least New York has weed legal. We don't have that here. Nor do we. <laughs> Touche. But they're really busy. They're really a problem. It's not that. It's not a problem over here. Nobody don't take it serious. No. And it will become legal. It's just a matter of time. But I think as an artist, you know, we're used to going to countries and, and, and you know, it, it, it's not like Sweden's a very different place. Like you got to kind of be away with it, a little kind of bit more discreet with it in Sweden. Um, Places are different, man. So you just adapt to what it is. You know, I've been Turkey. It's a no-no in Turkey. But lucky enough, I was in a hotel and it was like a celebrity kind of hotel, and they was linked. So there's a lot of a lot of other like people from America and England and stuff in there. And you know, England people are like we're fucking we're we're the worst, bro. So like, yeah, it's just like you kind of get away with it. Um, yeah, so I was all right in Turkey still, but you gotta be careful, man. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, well, man, I only have one more question for you. It's the only question that I planned on the show. It's arguably the hardest question that I ask. But if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once, can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, what would it be? Oh man. Album you have to listen to. It's difficult because obviously genres, there's different genres. But I'd say as a dancehall artist, 
dancehall reggae artist. It would I'd have to be one of Bob's albums. It would have to be one of Bob's albums. Do you know which one you'd pick? Any one of them, really. Any 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 one of them is legendary. But it, it, yeah, definitely Bob's album, man. Yeah, you, you have to listen to Bob, man. You got to listen to Bob. <laughs> if you don't listen to anyone, listen to Bob Marley, man. You know, it's like, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'd say. Well, I think it's hard to go wrong with Bob Marley. It's hard to go wrong with M. Dot R. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming through. Uh, it's always great to to chop it up, and I think a lot of people, as you already know, uh, really kind of assigned to really understand your story and really kind of just link with it and, and follow your career and, and your feeling it. And I'm really glad that people like yourself are in the industry and people like yourself are succeeding. And for anyone who has any doubt or hasn't listened to it, please show love, check him out. As we said, drop 10 singles this year already. He's got the album from 2022 called Different. Red single is everywhere. And for those of you who are going to be in London, get to the show. 27th of December, you heard it. It's going to be special. But yeah, man, is there anything else you wanted to shout out? Anything else you wanted to plug? Just, just look out for the remixes, man. Um, just let, let, just make sure you go over to my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is Cook and Vibe. Cook and Vibe. You really get to see M Dot on Cook and Vibe. You that that I vlog everything. I do it. You know, you see me cooking. You see everything that I do. There's a behind the scenes on Cook and Vibe, and you really get to get a good understanding of my lifestyle and everything around it and what what happens behind the scenes and some cooking and some different stuff. So definitely go check out my YouTube channel and just look out for the music, man. Um, I'm going to be dropping uh, probably like an EP. I was hoping the end of this year, but it's probably going to be early next year now. But um, loads of remixes from Turn Red. Um, and just make sure you check out the other stuff. Don't forget that as well. <laughs> There's plenty for a lot of fans to check out. And, man, I'm yeah, looking man. forward to seeing what comes next. Um, it sounds like you're in a great place. It's great to hear. Uh, the music is fire. So, yeah, man, really appreciate you coming through. Respect, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.